McDonald's revenue is down. One of the biggest companies and brands ever in human history in terms of recognizability, McDonald's. They didn't get on the bandwagon and now McDonald's sales in the United States going down. And guess what's going up? Uber Eats. Now, as a, as a billionaire, are you still somewhat competitive? Do you ever see, because I know that your primary goal is to help people and all that, but is there ever 2% of your brain going, ah, Elon Musk, he's got SpaceX, I'm gonna catch him, so all zero. All, the reason for that is that we all have the same purpose at the end of the day. We all want to solve these problems. So for example, I'm doing healthcare and I know once I solve healthcare, I'm gonna go do the education. Yeah. But in the meantime, if Elon or anyone else comes along and solves the problem for education, I am least upset. That All that means is great, one more domino down. Let's go out and now create the abundance of food. Let's go create the abundance of energy. Let's go create the abundance of land. Let's go solve the next big problem. It's not that we have lack of problems here. We can create abundance of fresh water. So thing is, I want... Every idea I have, I would love to share with everyone because if someone else out there does that, it's, it, all that does is makes a better society for all of us, right? So you don't think that people, because some people when they have a business idea are like, keep it secret, someone's going to steal it. Uh, so you, you don't buy into that school of thought. Actually, that is the worst thing you can ever do. When you have an idea, you want the world to know about that idea. If only thing you have uh, protection is your idea, then you are basically, you're going to fail anyway. Yeah, once you launch, everybody's going to know about the idea. The point is you have to believe that you can execute better than anyone else because you've been thinking about it for so long. You can so. still trademark it. You can still that, but that shouldn't be your primary driver. I honestly believe in trademarking is useless. you got to be winning by execution. Day in, day out, out executing every single person. It doesn't matter. So just before you join, I was telling the team here that just when you start a company and you say, I have this idea, but there's someone else who is five years ahead of me. They have been doing it for five years. How do I beat them? The technology is moving so fast. If they are five years ahead of you, all that means is they are one or two years closer to actually yeah. being dead. Yeah. Right? Next wave of technology is going to come about. They may be the best audio, uh, the audio podcast, and you beat them by doing the best video podcast. Yeah. Right? If you're doing the video, maybe you'll come up with the thing. I'm going to be the best virtual, virtual reality, reality. Yeah. or I'm going to be the best augmented reality. And if that doesn't happen, it's the next technology. There is always the next thing. So don't focus on what people are doing. Start to imagine what the next world is going to look like, and you can still lead. Right? So one of the things I was mentioning was there is. A pretty good chance the way the technology is moving so fast that today's market leaders are actually going to be tomorrow's Kodak, right? Yeah. So the companies are being Kodak. Kodak went, by the way, if you don't know, Kodak was a hundred year old plus company, multi billion dollar brand. Everybody knew it. 2012, they went bankrupt because of Instagram. And Instagram's here in California, 30 people. Or 13, Kevin's 13 sister, people. 13, okay, 13 yeah. come and disrupt a century old. So there, there's a lot of. This is the time for disruption because the technology makes it easy. Look, we're streaming here. We don't. I don't need NBC. I don't need ABC. Let me ask you one quick practical question here. And then I'm going to open up for a few questions. I don't want to keep you too long. Very busy man. Thank you for being here. By the way, it's Naveen Jain. If you want to check out his newest company, tylopez.com slash Viome. Can you spell it for everybody? tylopez.com slash V-I-O-M. 
M E. V as in Victor, I as in Indiana, O as in Orange, M as in Mary, E as in England. So it's like biome, but it's with a V, like victory. So practical tip for people watching. A lot of questions I get from entrepreneurs are, how do I balance work life? You have three kids. Steve Ballmer, um, I got to have dinner and meet, I've gotten to know him a little bit. And the thing that he did, he took an Excel spreadsheet and put a time budget for his kids. So he his kids play football and basketball. He said, all right, I'm a, I'm running Microsoft at the time, the biggest company in the world. He's not going to be able to go to every game. He's not a normal parent. But, you know, his kids will probably give him a pass when he when they inherit $50 million that he was out making money. So, But he made sure he at least went to a certain number of games. So he had a very logical approach, literally a spreadsheet. What's your approach to work-life balance and, and having time for your kids and having time for your, your family? So first of all, any time you're trying to draw a balance between the two things, they have, that means you already concluded that they cannot live together. You only balance something that are mutually exclusive, right? Okay. So to me, that's a fundamentally the wrong thing. Anybody who tries to balance two things, they suck at both, mm -hmm. right? So you can never be good at both and by balancing it. So you, really the life is more like a continuum. In there are days and weeks, there is one Everything is one, and there are times when someone else needs you. So there is a time your business needs you, and there is nothing else matters, and you focus on that. And there are times when children are sick, and there is nothing else in the world that matters when your children are sick. So it's really more of a continuum. Some days there are more of one, and there are some days more of other. There is no such thing as balance. So you're really on uh, one week. If I look back in the last five years of life, there were, you would say, this is the week I hardly thought about business because kids graduating, this, that, that, and then there's another week where you just told your kids, listen, I'm off. I'm working on launching a new billion dollars. I'm going to the moon. Or more like you never say that, but you know, one of the things that I did with our children was very interesting and important was I told them there is never a time when they can't call me. If they make a call, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I will take that call, and I did that when I was in front of 5,000 investors at Goldman Sachs and the phone rang, it was my son, I took his call, right? It's that kind of integrity. I told our children, you never ever have to take my love. It's always there for you. Mm -hmm. My love for you will always be there, but my approval is something you have to earn, mm -hmm. right? That means my job is to make sure that you never feel that I'm out of your life. But if you do things that I don't approve of, it doesn't mean I'm going to still approve of what you do, but I'll still love you. You need to teach more parents. There's a lot of people pushing out spoiled little brats. And that's the thing is that those brats become brats because we as parents teach them the wrong things. We teach them the success is about how much money we have. When they were growing up in our affluent family, I came from nothing. When they were growing in an affluent family, I set the rule for them that said, your self-worth is not what you own. Your self-worth comes from what you create. And if you owned a lot and you have not created anything, you're still a worthless piece of shit for the society. You're a parasite on society. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's strong words. Did that get their attention? Yeah, and interesting thing is, <laughs> also I teach, you know, I always told them that, you know, your success 
you, the, the day you become humble is the day you become successful. Because if you still have iota of arrogance left in you, that means you're still trying to prove something to yourself or someone else. The day you stop proving to someone and you have to tell someone how much money you have, that's the day you actually have become successful. Was there a time where you were cockier and you had to learn this lesson and become more humble over time? The lessons are learned when you are young and you always believe that you need to let the world know that you have arrived, right? But as you start to mature, you realize it does, you're not there to find uh, approval from others. Your happiness comes from inside you. Your happiness the only time you can ever be happy is when you are internally happy. You share your happiness. You never drive your happiness from something else. It's money or family or anything. You share that with everyone, but you never count on that to make you happy. For those of you who catch the trend, who aren't too cynical, who open your mind, who learn marketing, who learn the fundamentals, guess what? Somebody's gonna make the next Netflix. Somebody's gonna make the next Instagram. Somebody's gonna put blockbuster type companies out of business. What's the next blockbuster? Let's predict right here live. What's the next company that's gonna be out of business? Someone said, bro, he was just lucky. Reed Hastings, who started Netflix. Okay, a lot of people are lucky. The question is, how can you get on the lucky side of the stick? There's a line through the sand. Some of you are going to sit on the unlucky side, and yes, you can't completely control your luck. I've been lucky. I was lucky enough to be born healthy. You could be born with, you know, health issues. That's luck just being, but, but you, can't, you can't say that everything's luck. It's not all luck. Somebody said Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle's in trouble. Chipotle was almost... If you talk to people, almost the most popular place to go five years ago. Like, people love Chipotle. People are like, let's go to Chipotle. They're like, let's go to Chipotle and then let's go to Netflix and chill. <laughs> but you know what? One problem with Chipotle, in my opinion, they don't do online very well. Like, for example, there's a company now, anybody use, uh, like, Uber Eats? Like, Uber Eats, you can order right through your phone and an Uber driver or a delivery person brings you uh, for, what's the other one? There's another one. Postmates is another one. So guess what happened? Like Chipotle's, McDonald's, they're just getting on the bandwagon now. What's, remember I said step number one, sell simple household items. What's more simple than food? And Chipotle got in trouble. McDonald's revenue is down. One of the biggest companies and brands ever in human history in terms of recognizability, McDonald's. They owned Chipotle for a while. I think it got bought back. I'm not sure. But they didn't get on the bandwagon. And now McDonald's sales in the United States going down. And guess what's going up? Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Like you go to college campuses and you can see trends on college campuses because college campus kids are going to graduate. They're the consumers of the future. They're your customers of the future. They're buying stuff and having it just delivered to them. I'm serious. It's, I've actually heard it's a problem in some colleges, people stealing Uber Eats. They'll just like intercept the Uber Eats person and be like, yeah, that's me. And then you know how like the Uber person will be like, John? And then if your name's like Bob, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah my name is John. Thanks for the food. And they just meet him at the door. Like that's how even Netflix, Netflix is so big. You know something's big when people are trying to cheat it. Netflix, people are logging in with their friends, logging in and all that stuff. Like 
These companies are killing it. And Chipotle didn't get with the game. They just didn't get with the game. Now, they might try to catch up, but it's hard to catch up. So what do you have to do to create a brand, whether it's selling simple household items like dog beds, like books, like beef. I'm getting in this, this game I'm getting in, beef jerky. This is something, I'm gonna sell it online. Crave built a company in a one or two years, sold it for 200 million bucks. My goal is to build a beef jerky, but they, didn't, they sold it like 7-Eleven. I'm like, forget that. I'm gonna put this up on Amazon, I'm put it on Shopify or ClickFunnels. I'm gonna sell it directly to people in a, in a box, a protein box. And it's already a one to two billion dollar industry, and it's controlled by one main company called Jax. So don't be afraid to be curious. Look at the household items that are already around you and disrupt those things. Now, let's talk about marketing, because this is an area that I've done a lot of work in. This is kind of one of my specialties. Let me just give you some recommendations to get your dog bed company or whatever it is you're gonna sell. Number one, you really can't be afraid of controversy. And, and being and standing out. And people are really afraid of that. But for good or bad, we are in the Kardashian age. The Kardashian family, uh, you might not uh, uh, like everything they do and everything they stand for, but they are marketing machines. The daughter, Kylie Jenner, makeup company, she's predicted to be one billi a billionaire before she's 25. Maybelline, L'Oreal, the biggest brands in the world. They took 50 years to catch up and she's selling the same, it, it, what took them 50 years she's doing in her first year at 20 years old. I think she's pregnant, she's pregnant, you know, so she's got a lot on her hands and she's still building a business bigger than brands that have 2,000 employees or L'Oreal probably has 50,000 employees. The game's changed. Why do people know of the Kardashians? because they're not afraid of a little controversy. You know, they kind of got started, Kim started with a little controversial video. I'm not saying you gotta do a sex tape, okay? But controversial. And so you, your dog beds, I, it doesn't have to be negative controversy, by the way. It could just be funny controversy. What I'm calling controversy, maybe a better word for it, is standing out. So what I see a mistake people doing, they follow the instructions, and I know I'm about, I'm gonna open up this test group in a little while, I'm gonna put a button below. I know some people, and I'm gonna try to screen them out, they're gonna try to get in this, this test group and they're gonna just try to do whatever, they're gonna see somebody else's you know, beef jerky website or somebody else's candle company, some, and they're gonna like exactly make their marketing the same. I'm like, that's not gonna work, you can't be the same. In a world of one billion web pages or more, you're just gonna get lost. So for me, I knew when I did my Lamborghini video that it would piss some people off because we all know we live in a world where people get butt hurt if somebody has something they don't have. And nothing makes guys more butt hurt than somebody has a cooler car than them, trust me. For all of you that are gonna make a lot of money, uh, there's a guy, there's a kid up in um, LA, he's 22, he sells online, so I think he's selling about 100, 200,000 a month, he just bought a Huracan. And I told him, that's a Lamborghini. I have an Aventador. He's got the, the little Aventador. It's called a, a, a Huracan. And I'm like, dude, people, especially guys, are going to see that. And they're going to get mad at you. But don't worry about the controversy. 
because the controversy will make you stand out. Now, don't go murder somebody and then go, oh, Ty told me to be different. Like, murder isn't gonna help you sell, okay? Don't throw somebody off a bridge while they're in like throw a dog bit after them and be like, look, this is gonna be all over the news. It's gonna be all over the news, but you're gonna be around to enjoy your profits, okay? So you got to use a little common sense, which is no longer common. But what you might do with a dog bed is, I don't know, what's something funny you could do with a dog bed? I call this the, the brand story. You have to create a controversial brand story, an interesting brand story. What it, okay, I'll tell you one that's controversial, but not really controversial, it's more uplifting. For every dog bed that people buy, you will don't you will take a dog out of a dog shelter. I am giving you guys, I guarantee you a business idea right now. We'll see who's smart enough to take it. Trust me, I'm good at marketing. If you build a company like Tom's, you know, Tom's was a shoe company for every shoe, pair of shoes you bought, they gave a pair of shoes to like homeless people or needy people. It helped grow their business. I think Tom's is a billion dollar brand now. Uh, glasses company. Warby, is it Warby Parker or one of those? Every time they sell a pair of glasses, they give a pair of glasses to people in poor countries to help them, you know, people can't afford frames. So what if you take your, you, people love dog charities. What if you take your dog bed and you say, for every dog bed uh, that you purchase, I am going to send you a picture of the, dog, the puppy that you saved from being put down in a dog pound. You rescued a dog. Or, you know, or, or maybe if that's too expensive, you could say for every 10 beds that are sold, we'll rescue one dog. I promise you, that's gonna go, that stands out from the crowd. That's gonna go viral. You're gonna get picked up uh, uh, by probably mainstream and local news, for sure. If you shoot that out to local news, CBS, NBC, their little no, local station, they're, gonna, they're always looking for stuff, for sure. If you do it right, you're gonna get picked up on larger and larger outlets. If you start posting pictures on Instagram of the puppies that you saved, the dog, it doesn't have to just be puppies, it could be older dogs that you saved, and you make that at least 50% of your posts on Instagram. Dude, Instagram posts go crazy with animals. One of the biggest sites out there um, has like 35, 40 million followers is 9gag, and 9gag posts a ton of, um, uh, a ton of animal pictures. So your Instagram, your website is going to stand out massively. I mean, this is, and you're doing a good deed. So you're creating good karma if you believe in karma. And what goes around comes around. You start, you start if you can say after three years in business that you saved 1,000 dogs from being put down, you rescued 1,000 innocent dogs, and you have their picture on one of your pages on your website, you think you're gonna stand out? When you sell stuff on ClickFunnels, whether it's dog beds, always include bonuses. It's like a gift. One of the simplest marketing tools in the world that most people are too stupid to realize is gifts work. And in business, you call them bonuses. So always, people are like, why do you add bonuses to stuff? I'm like, I don't know, because it's a smart thing to do. <laughs> That's my answer sometimes. Like, would you, next time you went in, we were just talking about Chipotle earlier. If you went into Chipotle and they, they gave you a, 
you know, you got your burrito bowl or whatever, and they're like, you know what? Since you're such a loyal customer, the, uh, the guacamole is on us. The, you know how they're always like, the guacamole is $2. Like every, I hate that about Chipotle. You're like, dude, everybody in America knows the avocado's extra. You don't, and same with Subway, you don't have to say it. They're like, I, I sometimes wonder, do people flip out? They must, somebody must have had like literally shot up a Chipotle. They must have gone on there, gotten their Chipotle thing. They're like, uh, I want guacamole. The person forgot to say it. They put guacamole, they got to the thing, and it was like $7, and they're like, $7? It was supposed to be five. And they just like blasted the whole place. So they had to make a corporate policy. 100% of the time, somebody asked for guacamole, you gotta say, hey, you know it's extra? I'm like, yes, I know it's extra, shut up. So they should just give it away as a damn bonus. And they should do it every fifth time you come in, you get your free guacamole. That's a bonus. Some of these companies that you think are so genius, they're not that dumb. they're not that smart. They're really not. Blockbuster wasn't that smart. Like Blockbuster didn't realize that people maybe don't want to have to drive to a video store and people don't appreciate $300 late fees. Like people don't each of you watching. One of the things that's going to make you money is the stupidity of other people. You'll even see it in some of the comments here. Sometimes the comments that are in here, I'm like, oh my God, is this the planet that I live on? Are people this dumb? Like with modern education, has it helped? Because they say IQs are going up, but I'm like, where? Like, I don't always see it. Where the hell, where the hell are the brains coming from? I mean, the, the lowered IQ coming from, the lack of brains. Okay, so here's some bonuses I'm gonna give you. If you get in now, so basically the way the test group works, I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna give you a scholarship too. That's a big thing. I'm not gonna charge, because how much should I charge for this thing? Well, when I first started, like in 2012 and 13 doing consulting, I charged, my flat rate was $25,000. And by the way, cool thing is this glasses company, the guy who runs it for me, I'm a partner, there's three of us. We own it 33% each. So this company right here, Oh look, it got more sales while we're here. It's made $817 selling glasses. Yesterday it sold $1,600. The day's not over, of course, today. Um, and then on Amazon it sells about three times more. This guy who built this business with me, he, was, he paid me 25 grand in 2013 for me to help him. His name is James Swanick. These glasses are named after him. We call them Swannies, him and his brother. And um, I remember him being like, die. 25 grand, like that's so much money. Like, and I said, well, you don't have to pay me then and I'm not gonna help you. Like I'm busy guy, like I'm not trying to be a jerk, but why do I have to give my time to people? They're not giving anything to me. And so I gave a, so after like, he's like, dude, I own one piece of property in Australia and it's worth around 25 grand. I gotta go sell it. And it's my last dollar to give to you. And I said, oh man, you don't have to give me your last dollar. Do whatever you wanna do. And about a week later, he. He wrote me and he said, um, okay, Ty, I'm ready, I'm in. And he, he got in and I trained him. Um, I did the same thing, but for one year. So this is a two month program, but once a year, I talked to him like once a month on the phone. That was a little more in person. I can, obviously can't do that quite as much, but I'm not gonna charge you 20 grand. But this same information, and now he built his first multi-million dollar company with my help and I asked him, I just interviewed him on my podcast. For those of you who listen to my podcast on iTunes or Spotify, 
there's a, you'll see there's a one we're talking about two brothers selling glasses. And um, he, I said, did I help you? And he's like, dude, I tried 10 businesses before I met you, all of them failed. So he wired me 25 grand. And it was, I, I didn't even need the money. Like the reason I did it was because people don't take things seriously. Like when you pay for stuff, you take it seriously. And I think it's insane. People pay for community college and even college to get a degree and then they can't get a job and nobody calls that a scam. Well, depends on your definition. But the way I look at a scam is if you pay a lot of money and it doesn't work out for you because it didn't equip you for what you needed, you got ripped off. Now, if you knew that an art history degree, if they told you up front on college, listen, we're gonna give you this art history degree. There's 50,000 people in America graduating with art history degree and there's only 1,000 jobs. You do know that, right? And you go, yes, I'll still pay 50 grand. Then that's you. But a lot of people go into school and they think that they're going to get a tangible benefit that really helps them in the marketplace. What I'm gonna show you in this test group is going, no matter what happens in the world, people are gonna buy stuff online. It's not a fad, it's not a trend, it's not new. This thing is going to be here. And a lot of you are almost too late to get in. Trust me, some people, some of the things you wanna do, like build Netflix, don't try to build the next Netflix. They got that thing on lock. Five years ago, you could have done it, but you're already too late. So the longer you wait, the later this thing gets. It just gets later and later and later and later. So here, let me give you the most important bonus of all time. And, you know, talking about the price, I could charge 25 grand. That was what I used to do. But then I realized I couldn't help that many people. I did like, I'd help five, six people a year just on the side. Uh, so I decided I do these things at my house. They're called master plan seminars. When I do them two days, there were 10 grand. People just two months ago, people were just paying me 10 grand for that. And they came to my house for two days. And that's too expensive for me when I got started. It's too expensive. I know I got a lot of people watching me that are 18 or they're 50 and they haven't saved up much money. So I said, you know what? Maybe I'll do it you know, for five grand. And I do a seminar, by the way, at my house. I change it to one day for five grand. But I bet most of you can't afford that. So I thought I would do it for 20. I just keep going basically in half. 2,500. I've done seminars at my house for 2,500. 100 people just came, made 250 grand the other day doing it. It's not my main income source or anything. Some people say, well, isn't that a lot of money? It ain't as much money, you know how much money Harvard makes? These are <laughs> almost trillion dollar institutions if you look at their, all the assets they have under management and pension funds and all that. So no, it's not that much money. Um, but here's the deal. I'm not even gonna charge a thousand bucks. I'm gonna charge under a thousand dollars. Basically, I could, if you get in now, that's the first bonus. I'm not gonna charge you what it costs. And some people say, oh no, that's not, that's still too much. Well. I'm not even charging a thousand bucks. So if you think it's too much, then go to community college. Go take a class on how to sell online from a professor who never made jack shit online. You get what you pay for. Let me ask your opinion, because you both are experts on that. So I've been doing an experiment for the last two years. I test my blood 
take about 40 vials of blood every month. Every known test, Spectrocell, uh, you know, Nutrivol, I do Wellness FX. You doing Viome? Viome, he was just at my house. Yeah, you yeah, Naveen was at my house. Yeah, yeah. But I've done some other ones, I've yeah. done Cyrex, I've done Eliza. So, cortisol is the bitch for me. Yeah, yeah. Too high or too low? High. Yeah. So I've hovered between 20 and 30. Um, and I have a, one of my best friends who's the most laid back guy but makes no money. He's at seven. I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. If it's too low though, you're not gonna like your life either. Like cortisol's rhythmic. Yes, I've done the, I've done the, the uh, adrenal and okay. I've done the saliva stuff. And I'm basically, I was, you know, there's like, they, I have a doc, medical doctor says there's four stages. And I was in stage three and now I'm moving back into stage two. I was like in somewhat adrenal fatigue. You, you, know you know how to fix the high cortisol? Okay. You just, just gotta quit social media, man. It'll suck. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. But that's what part of what I'm saying. I'm like, do you think there's some correlation uh, between people who are doing bigger things or trying to versus my friend who's basically like, uh, I make 30 grand, I'm good, and I go another, to bed every day at seven. Another eight. possibility though yeah. that's pervasive in our culture is that we sleep in a bedroom that has electrical fields in it. So okay. one of the most important things yeah, you can do, and try it, just yeah. test it. Doesn't it's cost a grounding you. kind of thing? No, no. Okay. To go to the circuit breaker and turn, turn off, off all okay. the power right. in your okay. bedroom okay. at night. That's cool. Yeah. 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 And, and you then totally you, want to do this. So turn it off. This, yeah. this is like one of the most important things you can do for okay. health. And then use a, a battery clock. Or I use go yeah. to Amazon, yeah. it costs 30 bucks, you press the button and it tells you what time it is so you don't have to have see, even seen the light. Have you tried that? You, you I, I use a battery-powered like chime alarm thing. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it sounds cool. And but but, my, you, but that bedroom, doesn't tell you the time with, when yeah, you that, wake up at twelve. True. So if you want to know, I, like if you wake I, up at twelve. No, I don't like alarm. Yeah, I, I, I just sleep till yeah, I wake and up. I don't okay. know what time it is anyway. If I'm asleep. Okay, but you're here, fine. I've got a remote control. I press a button before I go to sleep, and it physically disconnects my bedroom from the power grid. Huh? You can get it. And, okay. And that's not that hard to do. Okay. It's an electrical contract does it. And then make and the, sure your the Wi-Fi is off at night. The okay. company is slt.co. Safe, I safe, safe living <laughs> technologies. slt.co. You can okay. remote it. It's about four hundred dollars. Yep. The, the and then have an electrician install. But you're right. Turn off the the Wi-Fi at night. And then for you, yeah. you sleep in a Faraday bag or a okay. Faraday cage. I do okay. that when I travel. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You can set it up. Yeah, when you, yeah, it's actually like a sleeping bag made out of. For, for traveling yeah. would be good, but okay. for your home, you want yeah. definitely want a cage. Because you, you want you want to be no huh. Wi-Fi in your bedroom. So and turn then, the Wi-Fi yeah, off. Too. Not you, too I put a switch. Yeah. Yeah, but but that most of it's coming inside the house, but you're still going to have uh, your neighbor's Wi-Fi or cell phones and cell phone towers. But most of it's in your house. Most yeah. of it's in your house. Yeah. And ninety percent of it you can remediate yourself without having to worry about. And my house is like electrically dead when I sleep in all the sleeping areas. There's nothing going on, and I live on an organic farm with no no Wi-Fi. I can only see my Wi-Fi, and it's all dead at night. I live with the Amish for two and a half years, so there's no electricity. Were you better then? Oh yeah, you sleep. Okay. You know, I'm gonna tell you, Amish. In Chicago, they call it a clue. They call it a clue. Yeah, I like that. Are you from Chicago? Yeah. Sorry, I got to get on stage in like 30 seconds. Here, let's do a quick selfie. I'll show three of us. Yeah, let's get. Let's do a video. Take a deep breath. I'm here at Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Biohacking Conference with the great Dr. Mercola. They were just giving me great advice. What do I need to do to sleep better? You need to turn off your Wi-Fi and you need to make a sleep cave, no light at all in your room. And you said, absolutely. And the, the Faraday. One of the most important, no, 
turn off the electricity in your bedroom at the circuit breaker level so there's no electrical fields or limited magnetic fields coming into your bedroom, which is gonna interfere with your ability of your body to go into deep sleep and will also suppress melatonin production. And put your damn phone in airplane mode. Oh. To listen to this, don't sleep with your phone turned on. So you mean I shouldn't Snapchat while I'm sleeping? No. Probably not. Probably not.